Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. The topic today is get legal counsel before signing. And this is based on an article on our blog, FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. And the title of that article is Get an Attorney Before Signing Anything. So as a follow-up uh, to this episode, you can go on over to Family Law Headquarters and check out the article over there on this topic as well. And if you're on Block Talk Radio, you can actually click the hyperlink below the episode. It will take you to this article as well. Well, again, let's go ahead and jump into the topic, and it's an important topic. Um, at the end of the day, when a divorce or family law matter begins, um, in some cases, one party is moving uh, tremendously quicker than the other party for whatever reason, okay? It could be a divorce, and the one party really wants the divorce. Uh, the other party is just not moving at the same speed. Maybe they're not there yet. Uh, maybe they don't want a divorce, um, maybe they make decisions slower and they just haven't hired an attorney yet. And so versus taking really proactive measures to protect themselves, uh, they do nothing, right? In life, some people make decisions quicker, uh, faster, with greater efficiency than other people. Some folks just move slower. Uh, it takes them a while. Um, in, in a lot of ways, they kind of have that deer in the headlight sort of feeling and that they just sort of freeze, right? They don't do anything. And, again, it could be uh, that they're just sort of in disbelief that they are all of a sudden in the middle of a divorce or family law case. Uh, it could be in the context of a divorce. They don't even want a divorce, right, and they've been served papers all of a sudden. And so versus hiring an attorney and doing something to protect themselves, uh, they do nothing. And maybe they hope that there's going to be reconciliation. Uh, maybe they hope... Uh, in some way, by doing nothing, it'll all just sort of go away, uh, and they won't be facing this or this divorce or family law case. But in saying that, again, in a lot of these cases, one party is moving quicker, right? One party's hired an attorney. You know, one party has actually filed uh, the divorce, let's say, and after serving uh, the spouse or the other party of the family law case. Um, in some instances, again, that individual still isn't moving. They still haven't hired an attorney. Uh, they still haven't done anything to protect themselves. And so the party with the attorney uh, puts together, let's say, settlement paperwork, right, proposed settlement paperwork, and they uh, present it to their spouse who doesn't have an attorney, and uh, they ask them to consider signing the paperwork. Uh, and it could be other types of documents, legal documents as well, uh, that ultimately they are presented and asked uh, to sign. Um, in some of these instances, a party might be tempted to go ahead and sign the legal documents, right? They don't have an attorney. Uh, they're still really in disbelief about the whole situation in general. Uh, they wish they weren't in the middle of a divorce or family law case, right? And so they're worried about that. Um, and, and based on that, they do nothing, and they think, you know, uh, by signing the settlement paperwork, uh, maybe that's the quickest way uh, to make this whole situation go away, right? Uh, and so they're tempted to sign it. Or in some instances, uh, a party actually just signs it uh, without an attorney. Uh, maybe they've reviewed the documents themselves. 
Um, and maybe they understand some of it, and they don't understand all the legalese, but they understand some of it, and it looks okay. Uh, maybe they have issues with some of the things in the settlement documents, but again, because they don't have an attorney, um, because uh, maybe they feel under the gun, maybe they feel pressured in some way uh, to sign the documents, uh, they sign the settlement documents, and again, uh, maybe they do it to relieve the stress, uh, maybe they do it just because they don't know what to do, right? Um, but here's the dilemma, which is this, which is settlement paperwork and divorce and family law matters, right? They often have very long-term implications. Uh, certainly true if individuals have kids in uh, child custody and parenting time is at issue. Uh, in a divorce where there's marital property and marital debt, right? Uh, that marital property and marital debt is going to be uh, divided in some way um, in the settlement documents themselves, right? And so certainly from a financial sense, uh, it can have long-term ramifications. Uh, that could certainly uh, be the case as well as it relates to, let's say, child support uh, or spousal support, which is uh, referred to oftentimes as maintenance. And then there's some jurisdictions out there that still use the term alimony. Um, but again, long-term ramifications, long-term uh, implications and once a party signs the settlement paperwork, right? Um, then ordinarily uh, it's presented to the judge in the case in in some method or manner. Uh, could be uh, that the settlement documents uh, have an affidavit attached to it, and the party actually signed that affidavit as well. It could be there was a, what we call a non-contested hearing or an uncontested hearing and the settlement paperwork was presented to a judge then, and let's say the judge signs that settlement paperwork, right? It's approved by the court. Um, what can happen, uh, unfortunately, in some of these instances, is a party realizes later uh, that what they signed maybe wasn't a good deal for them, right? Maybe it wasn't what they would have gotten had they hired an attorney to protect their interest. Um, uh, and the dilemma is, that the, again, if they've signed it and the judge has approved it, in a lot of instances, right, uh, there's not a whole lot uh, an attorney could later do. If, a, let's say, that party later hires an attorney and wants to, let's say, set aside the judgment uh, in some regard, in a lot of instances, that might not work, right? Uh, that might not work. And so as it relates to certain terms, I mean, certain terms and let's say, divorce judgment are not going to be modifiable. So take property and debt division, uh, in a divorce, uh, uh, generally speaking, that is not modifiable, right? So if a party agrees to that and signs it, not modifiable, uh, certainly uh, child custody, uh, child support, and spousal maintenance uh, could be modifiable. Again, you've got to read the fine print of the judgment itself. I mean, generally, child custody, child support going to be modifiable if a party can show a change of circumstances of a substantial and continuing basis. Uh, spousal maintenance, though, much trickier in terms of whether it's modifiable or not. Uh, it would ordinarily depend on whether the judgment denotes it modifiable or not. If it's uh, uh, labeled modifiable, uh, then a party, again, would have to show a change of circumstance of a substantial and continuing basis. And, again, check with an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law in your jurisdiction. Uh, the laws in, in the different states can vary. Um, but, again, what can be problematic is a party signs settlement paperwork like this. Uh, they later want 
to have it set aside or modified in some regard. And, and, and again, let's presume at this point they don't have that deer in the headlights feeling. All of a sudden, um, they've sort of woken up, and now they're living with the consequences of the settlement paperwork they've signed, and so they want to have it modified. Again, in a divorce context, property and debt division, ordinarily you can't change it. And then in terms of uh, child custody and child support, you're going to have to show a change of circumstances of a substantial and continuing basis. Uh, that can be quite difficult uh, if, if a lot of time hasn't passed. And then in terms of spousal maintenance, again, it's going to depend, is it, is it denoted as modifiable or non-modifiable? And assuming it's modifiable, again, you're going to have to show a change of circumstances of a substantial and continuing basis, um, and that might be difficult, right? Uh, so, again, really the premise uh, and really the theme of this podcast today is get an attorney before signing anything, right? Uh, you might uh, feel overwhelmed. You might feel stressed. Uh, you might uh, wish that uh, this divorce or family law case wasn't taking place, right? You might wish it, it would all simply go away. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, if a case has been filed, and uh, uh, you've been served papers and that case is moving forward and you've been presented settlement documents, again, really, for just about anybody out there, get an attorney, uh, minimally have an attorney review the settlement documents with you uh, and advise you about the pros and cons of signing uh, the settlement paperwork. Uh, but for most parties, you want an attorney to actually represent you, in other words, enter their appearance for you, and, and then negotiate uh, the terms to ensure that the terms are fair for you, uh, fair for your children, uh, fair for the other party as well. But you want an agreement that ultimately is fair and just, uh, and having uh, an attorney is going to help ensure that uh, ultimately you do that. And then, you know, what some parties would say is, well, the cost of getting an attorney is really prohibitive. You know, I don't have the money for an attorney. Some would argue uh, I just don't have the money. Um, but I think one of the things that is true uh, is this, is again, certainly some parties have financial hardships. Certainly uh, it's harder for some people to get an attorney than others, right? Some people have more means uh, than other individuals, and that is certainly true. Um, but you want to get an attorney. This is truly the kind of situation when you get into a divorce or family law matter where uh, you almost can't afford not to have an attorney, right? Uh, if you're dealing with marital property, marital debt, uh, you've got kids, uh, you almost can't afford not to get an attorney. And then uh, later, I mean, if you sign settlement paperwork without an attorney and then later you want to try to fix it, right, have it modified, let's say, or set aside, right, trying to do that after the fact can oftentimes cost you more money than if you simply had an attorney in the first place and you were very careful about what you agreed to and what you signed. So, again, get legal counsel before signing anything uh, it's really the most important uh, first step. It's critical, uh, even if you you have that feeling of feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Uh, again, uh, the first most important thing you need to do is get an attorney, right? And then the hope is that attorney can uh, uh, zealously represent you, uh, and then you can get back uh, to doing other things in life, and you can rely on that attorney to protect you and ensure uh, that your interests are being uh, represented at the end of the day. So, again, that's the uh, episode today, get an attorney before uh, signing anything. Uh, really critical, really important. And again, as a follow-up, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and uh, listen to the episode we have over there. Well, 
uh, or I should say, uh, read the episode that we have over there uh, on this topic as well. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, to the listeners, stay tuned to our next episode of Family Law Talk coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stangy is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.